Welcome to the Real Life Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Richards. I'm so happy to have you all here with me today. I hope you all had an amazing new year, you know, celebrating 2020 finally being over. Wow, I can't even say enough about that. I think we all can agree that 2020 was a year we just had to get rid of, you know, cleanse our mind, cleanse our brains, cleanse as much as we possibly can to try and just be positive heading into 2021. Like I said, I hope you guys all had an amazing time celebrating with your families, your friends, whoever you're with, your significant others. But now is the time that we make those changes, those things that I've been talking about, that you hear others talk about, the resolutions, the commitments to our bodies, to ourselves, to our goals, whether it's our careers, whatever it is that you want to do this year, now is the time. It's Monday, January 4th. It's the first day officially, you know, we we're kind of on holidays with the Friday being the new uh, January 1st. Then we had the weekend. So now it's the first Monday. No more excuses. You had all your time. You had three extra days to prepare. It's time. It's it's time to get those resolutions started. It's time to get the ball rolling on what you want to do with your life in 2021. Now, the first thing I wanted to kind of touch on is some of the things that I'm trying to do. Like I've mentioned some of my other goals that I'm doing right now, but one of the big things I'm trying more than ever is that I'm trying to get into a routine. Routines have been my biggest struggle throughout my entire life. It doesn't matter what stage of life I was at. I always struggled to find a routine that worked for me. It doesn't matter what it was. It didn't matter whether I was in high school, university, after that, working every day. I just could never find a routine that consistently worked for me, kept a sleep schedule, went to the gym at a certain time. There was just all these different things that were always going through my mind and, you know, things would change or I would stay up too late one night and throw everything out of whack. It's just one of the things I've really struggled with more than anything. And so I wanted to kind of to touch on this because it's one of the goals that I have for this year. One of the things I'm really trying to do with my life just to help myself get more regimented, have a day that I know exactly what I'm going to do when I wake up, go to bed. And so it's not that it's the same routine over and over, but the same similar practices. So it's just less to expect, less to think about. And the main reason why I wanted to touch on this is because I, like I said, I've struggled with this so much and something that I really wanted to correct within my own life. And it's funny because I'm not necessarily going to be sharing any particular practices. I'm not saying you should meditate every morning or you should go for a run or you should work out, do this, do that. I think you should do whatever works for you, but I would definitely try and, you know, find maybe two or three things within your day that you can incorporate into it every day to kind of build that routine more so than just kind of when you wake up and when you go to bed. As much as that's really important, maintaining a sleep schedule, maintaining that you get enough sleep in particular, you know, you get your seven, eight hours if that's what you need to function during the day. You want to plan around that. You want to work your entire schedule around that, but as well work in different things during your day that you want to accomplish every single day, whether it's journaling, whether it's working out, whether it's reading, whatever it is that you want to do, um, even if it's like, kind of like a creative time, time with your family, um, different other things that you may want to do. Try and, you know, find ways to fit that in at specific times. That way you can be flexible throughout the rest of your day, whether it's with work, whether it's with your families, but try to fit, you know, two, three, four, as many things as you want into your day every single day that you try and do on at specific times, specific moments. That way it's not as much of a surprise to you when you do these things, because the problem that a lot of us fall into is that okay, so I want to start working out every day. That's my resolution. Well, when am I going to work out? Am I a morning person? I know for me, I've tried so hard to be a morning person, to work out in the mornings. 
It is one of the hardest things I have ever tried to do. I remember back when, this is probably like three or four years ago now, and I'm not even talking about early because I didn't have a car for so long, so it wasn't like I could just like drive to the gym at 7 a.m. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like going to the gym before work. I want to say this around 10 o'clock one time. And for people who don't know me, I probably suffer from type 2 diabetes. For people who aren't familiar with diabetes, that's when it's kind of like self-induced by eating bad and having a lot of sugar in your diet. So your body inherently thinks it's going to take in more sugar than it does and it produces less insulin. Therefore, when you don't get that sugar, your body doesn't have enough sugar to function and whatever, either way. I probably have diabetes. I haven't been actually checked out. Who knows? I'm not trying to make fun of anyone who has it or eats badly, but I eat a lot of sugar. And so I would not be surprised at all if my body was inherently sugar dependent. So kind of back to my story. I was in the gym one morning. It was probably like nine or 10 a.m. So it wasn't like it was crazy early, but it was early for me because I was working um, evenings and like afternoons when I was working at Home Depot. I remember I went to the gym and I worked out and I did like a, a really hard leg day, like a really intense leg day. And I was so proud of myself and probably like I think my third or fourth exercises after I did some squats, after I did some leg press, I was like completely drained, like completely drained. And I legit thought I was going to pass out. I was like, I do not have the energy for this. I don't have the stamina. I'm not awake enough. I'm not anything. And I, I don't know what I was thinking, but this is probably my favorite memory of ever trying to work out in the mornings because I legitimately had to call my dad. I'm like, yo dad, like what the fuck do I do? Like I'm I can barely walk. I'm my eyes are fluttering. Like, I don't even know what the hell I'm doing right now. And he was like, you know, just like relax, take deep breaths and go to Longo's and get some fruit. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'll go get some fruit from Longo's or whatever because Longo's is right, right next door. And so I go there and I walk in, I stumble in and like legitimately I had to probably take probably 10 minutes in the gym. And I just sat there and just pondered my thoughts because I was like all <laughs> I could manage to do in the moment was I was so tired, so drained, so just like not in it. And I think it was just because I had a lack of sugar in my diet or whatever, or I wasn't, didn't eat enough in the morning to my body was ready to kind of take on that workout. And so from that standpoint, it's just like a funny memory that I have from trying to work out in the morning. And I think maybe I could do it now. I think I understand the principles of working out so much more now that I'd be able to do it. But it's just not for everyone. And if it's not for you, that's okay. So that's why I'm not trying to say that you should be working out in the morning. But if you do work out, you know, try and find a time when you get to it every day, whether it's fitting it on your lunch between your time at work, whether it's doing it right after work, just before work, kind of however you want to schedule it, try and do it at the same time every day. So every day, right around four o'clock, five o'clock, six o'clock, whenever the time is, you know, okay, time to prepare my mind, prepare my body. Maybe you eat, do whatever you have to do to make sure that you're ready to get that workout in. And so it's kind of like what I'm trying to do now, right? It's for me, it's, you know, try to get up at seven, eight o'clock every day. And I basically want to tailor my day around a regular work schedule. Obviously, I'm not working right now. I'm studying. I'm doing some other things, but I'm trying to basically simulate as if I am working, you know, around the nine to five and keep my evenings fairly free and fill my time in between. And so that's kind of where my head's at right now, trying to just basically make sure that time is all accounted for, filled and I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do within that regular work hours, work framework, and try not to break that as much as I can because that's what's going to help me for when I do eventually get a job and I want to do things. I'll have an actual routine. I'll be able to get up at a, at a proper time, 
get to work or just start work on time, whatever it is. Um, so that's kind of like my new year's resolution to myself to get into a really good routine. And it's funny because another story that I remember um, is actually from a book. It's from Malcolm Gladwell's Outliers. And I don't remember what the exact quote is, but it's funny because I didn't realize that I kind of like took this from the book before I ever read it and kind of started doing the same thing. So he talks about Steve Jobs. And one of the things that Steve Jobs is known for is his black turtleneck. And the funny thing about that is that people don't realize that he did that for a legitimate reason. It was because he didn't want to think about what he's going to wear every day. So he just woke up every day, wore a, the same pair of jeans or a similar pair of jeans and that black turtleneck. He probably had God knows how many of them, but every day he wore that black turtleneck and jeans. And it's just because it was one less thing for him to think about during the day. I think that's something that I kind of did myself eventually over time, because it wasn't something that was inherent to me when I was younger. When I was younger, you know, you wanted to be cool. You wanted to wear the cool clothes. You wanted to be with the popular crowd. You want to be doing all these things. And so I probably looked stupid because I didn't really have a sense of style and I still don't don't really but I think that's just something that I know about myself now and it's something that I've just chose not to care about so if people see me now I'm probably just wearing all black or I'm wearing something very close to it and it's just because it's just less to think about it's just less for me to worry about when I have other things going on or I'm about to go out I just put on an outfit that you know is acceptable I don't have to be the man of the hour or you know be fashionably late I'm gonna be on time I'm gonna look presentable to an extent and that's it like the bare minimum and so I just think that's really funny because I remember reading that and I was like wow like do I do that like I've had people in the past look in my closet and just be like so you own this shirt but you have this shirt in four colors and you have this sweater and you have this sweater in like three colors and I don't know if it's just me who does that or if that's like something that people do often when they find something they like, they just buy a bunch of it in different colors. And then so for me, it's like mix and match, you know, oh, this sweater that I have three of pick that out. And then I know that it goes well with this jeans and this shirt. And it's just like finding colors that work or just all the same colors. So it just kind of like monotony matches all together. And I just find that really funny because like, that's just what, what being in a routine is, is just finding things that work for you day in and day out. And so that's why I use the analogy of, you know, waking up early, going to the gym and then now with the clothes, because it's just like one thing I've just taken from my life that has just simplified everything. And you could ask anybody that's dated me or even went out with me in, in like the last three or four years, I was probably wearing all black or something very close to it because it just, you know, it's fine. It's acceptable. It looks reasonably good. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, no one's going to say anything and it's easy, you know, like I probably own four or five black shirts. And if I'm not wearing a black shirt, I'm probably wearing a white shirt and it just keeps things easy. I don't have to worry about it. And it's just something that I kind of did subconsciously without really ever putting a whole lot of thought to it. And, you know, now verbalizing it, maybe I'll try and do it a bit more and, you know, maybe own more black clothes or white clothes or whatever and just kind of keep it simple that way. Because it's just it's just one thing in my life, fashion, clothes. I've never cared for it, never spent money on it, never like even think about it. So it's just it's just easier for me to do it that way. Know that about myself and just um, live my life accordingly. And that's where I'm kind of going at with the whole gym thing is that if you want to be an early morning gym person, you can try and force it. You can see if it's a habit that you can build over 30 days, 90 days, whatever it takes um, for you willing to try it. But ultimately, if it's not you, it's not you. And uh, and that's OK. Uh, I wouldn't be stressed about the fact that you're not a morning person. Like I used to go to the gym 
from like 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. every day because I also worked late and again, couldn't wake up early in the morning. So I'd start work at like 10, go to the gym around 7-ish to about 9 o'clock. And it kind of sucked, you know, you get home really late and you end up staying up late because you want to do things after work and all that stuff. So it's not the best routine, but it's one that worked for me. Um, I was able to stick with it, most importantly. And ultimately, it's the most important routine. The best routine for you is one that you can stick with over the long term. And so that's why I kind of just wanted to dive into routines a little bit and talk to you guys about it. Um, Some of the things that I'm doing with my routines and, you know, I'm trying to fit reading into my routine before uh, I get up and do anything in the morning I want to read. And then before I go to bed, I want to read. Although the crazy thing about it, and I've mentioned this on an episode before, I don't know if I can read before I go to bed. And it's not that I don't want to, but sometimes when I'm reading certain books, like my brain just gets too, I don't even want to say too wrapped into the book, like I can't put it down, but it definitely makes me think a lot after I'm done reading. Like I have no problem being like, okay, you know, in 10 pages, I'm going to stop or at this time I'm going to stop. Like the goal was for me to read from about 12 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day and then go to sleep. But for instance, last night, I read, you know, 1 1 a.m. came around. I'm like, okay, you know, time to go to bed. And like, I don't know what it was. I just, I couldn't just like, even though I was tired, even though my brain was like turned off in some respects, just from reading and like slowing down my brain and just changing what I was doing as before, you know, I was like watching TV and cleaning my room and just like doing more stuff um, a little bit more. Uh, intensive, but then, you know, I was reading and, and, and I don't read a lot, but when I read, you know, my mind kind of like gets into a slower state, kind of like a meditation, uh, flow kind of state. Uh, but that's the problem is that my body almost gets like too relaxed and my brain just like takes over. It's just like, oh yeah, you know, you're reading this and you're, and then I start thinking about it and then I'm like, how can I apply that to my life? And it's, it's not even like I'm reading anything motivational. I'm just reading um, shoe dog by Phil Knight. And it's like, just, you know, the story about his life and how he got to basically develop Nike and build it up and all this stuff. Either way I was, but I was still on the backstory. So it's like, you know, I went here and then I went there and then I talked to this person and whatever. It's like nothing that's going to, you know, blow your mind by any stretch, but it's just, I don't know what it was like. And this happened when I was reading uh crushing it by Gary V, which is more motivational there's more storytelling and motivation and just like inspiration within that book itself not to say that the book I'm reading right now is inspirational it's definitely cool and I and I like what I've read so far but it's it's kind of annoying and it pisses me off I'm just like why is it that when I read sometimes at night I can't fall asleep and I wonder if I'm like the only person that's like this and it's making me wonder if maybe I should only read in the mornings but the trade-off with that is, is like even today, I got up at seven-ish and then around eight o'clock I started reading and I was like really engaged, really into it. Um, I think it's a way that I'm going to start my mornings because like I mentioned, it just like really wakes up my brain. But the weird thing is, is that like, you know, even after I read, I was still kind of tired, still a little bit groggy. And I guess, you know, it's because I wasn't quite awake yet and I'm still adjusting to this new schedule I've made for myself. But Definitely, in some respects, I think that now, you know, like I'm kind of got up more, I grabbed a cup of coffee and I'm ready to talk about it. I do definitely feel like my brain is more engaged and I don't know if there's science behind this. I don't know anything about it, but definitely for me, it's it's fucked because if I read a book too late, I think that I'm going to like 
end up staying up an extra hour. So I think it's something I'm gonna have to account for now. Or maybe it's just I stop reading at night altogether. Like I used to be the person, like most people, you know, you just go to your room or, you know, sit on the couch, unwind with the, a TV show or whatever, you know, in the streaming era that we live in right now. And uh, there's not a whole lot beyond that. And so, but I'm like, ugh, I need to start taking this time more for myself and for whatever I'm trying to do. And if I'm trying to read, that's perfect time that I can take to read rather than watching Entourage for the 150th time. As much as I love Entourage, it's, I'm only going to learn so much from it. And frankly, I'm not learning a whole lot. So the least I could do is just like read a book and try and learn that way. And so I think it's really funny that even though I'm trying to develop better habits and do things for myself, in some ways I'm then a detriment to myself because I'm reading this story and I like it and I'm engaged, but when I'm ready to put it down, I have no problem doing that. But then I can't sleep because I'm thinking about what I just read. Oh man, the great conundrum of life. You know, you try and better yourself and life just makes it even harder for you to do that because you can't control how you feel when you engage in all mediums and maybe I'm the person that can't read before bed which I've never heard of I think that's super strange and I don't understand it at all I cannot explain it and if anyone else is like that please let me know because it's fucking annoying and I don't like it very much but it's uh it's my life right now I'm I'm not gonna give up I'm still gonna try and uh read before bed because uh, I think it's really good for me um even though my brain is kind of like super engaged after that I don't know how much of a fan of that I am, but it is what it is, you know, and, and I'm going to try and make the most of it and continue to be better and uh, keep that routine flowing, um, try and get more scheduled. Uh, it's just, it's something that I'm, I'm very, very into right now, you know, trying to make sure my days are filled because I just had the tendency to just, you know, let days just go by with like nothing really planned, nothing really that I have an objective for, whether it's for the week, whether it's for the month, you know, like all I really was doing was studying. That's great. But, you know, coming from a heavy program, spending a couple weeks on, a, on an exam is a long ass time. You know, I'm used to spending three or four days getting my B or whatever the hell I got. Maybe it was a C. Frankly, it's because that's really all we had. We didn't have you know, countless weeks and hours necessarily to be spending on this stuff. We are supposed to, but you know, other things happen. You have other courses, other tests, uh, labs, whatever, and it doesn't make it easy to spend, you know, two, three weeks on, on an assignment, on an exam, on a midterm, whatever it was. And so now having that time and especially having that time uh, on my own to really study whenever I want, I just book the test and whenever I get around to it, uh, I write it, but I, you know, I got to book the test and I just study when I study and I write it. So I'm, you know, trying to make a schedule where I do, you know, one module a day or two modules a day or whatever it is. And this many practice questions. So I really understand what my objective is. And after each day, you know, evaluate my progress. If I'm on track, if I'm ahead of schedule, behind schedule, and then going from there, right? Because that's ultimately how I'm going to get to where I want to get to. But I think fitting that within my entire life is so much better than just, you know, let's try and do it over three or four days or oh, this week I really have to do it because I've spent too much time fucking around, which is usually how my life ends up going. So I'm trying to change that about myself. And I think that this whole routine is a way to do that and uh, and scheduling my life as if it was an actual job rather than just living it frivolously and without care like I have been basically for the past year. Because even before 
I had, you know, even when I had a full-time job, it wasn't like my days were uniquely regimented and scheduled and planned out. It was just, you know, whatever I felt like doing that day, I would do, whether it was a lot of work, a little bit of work, going to the gym or not. It was just very haphazard and unorganized. And I don't think I thrive very well in that environment. In some ways, I am good um, thinking for myself and kind of just doing things at my own pace. But in a lot of ways, I struggle with that. I struggle with staying on top of things in some respects, and I need to find a way to evolve and be better. And I think this is uh, definitely a way for me to start. And I think it's going to evolve even more over time and even, you know, become a little bit better and hopefully better for me and better for people around me, too, because they'll know what I'm doing when I'm doing it. And it won't be a surprise to anyone when I'm, you know, recording a podcast on Monday or and that's one thing that is going to change at some point. And I'm not too excited for that because I, I definitely have enjoyed you know, waking up Monday morning, you know, having a shower or whatever, and then just recording the podcast and then editing it, sending it out, you know, in the afternoon. Um, it's a routine that I found myself in for the past, what, it'd be, I guess, 11 weeks or so. And it's worked for me. It's been, it's been pretty good and I've enjoyed it. And I think it's something that unfortunately will have to change at some point because most people don't have Monday mornings or Monday afternoon to, you know, record a podcast. They got to fucking work. And, uh, thankfully for me, I don't have that right now. So I'll have to figure that out. But definitely, um, it's like I said, it's something I've noticed in my own life that's helped me a lot and just to stay consistent, right? Ultimately consistency is, is what everyone strives for in, in their everyday life. You know, as much as we all want to be adventurous and, you know, be spontaneous, there's something to be said about just being consistent, um, just about knowing what's coming and being very thoughtful and meticulous about the things that you do, because that's ultimately where successful people will lie. When you can have that ability to stay organized, stay on top of things and be diligent in all the things that you do, ultimately it will take you much further than just trying to do everything, do what is going to work best for you, start developing habits that will make you a better person, both in your personal and professional life, right? And that's why I talk about not just talking about like work and stuff, it's it's creating a schedule for everything, or at least regimenting your days so people around you know, you know, approximately what you're doing when you're doing it. Um, when your free time lies and, and when's the best time to contact you because it's it's just easier for everyone, you know, like when you just have an open schedule and people start calling you here and there, um, whatever, uh, it's, it works for some people and it's, and it's, but at the same time, it can make people, you know, feel neglected at sometimes because you may not be available um, because of work, because of whatever, um, or you're just doing something else or it can throw off your own schedule, right? Um, if you're doing something and all of a sudden, you know, you get a call from a friend or whatever. Um, and next thing you know, you're on a tangent for like an hour and a half and, <laughs> and you don't know where the time went. Um, it definitely can be a bit of a detriment uh, to you as well. And maybe for them, you never know. Right. And so it's just something I've tried to just kind of fix about myself a little bit and change because there's just uh, a lot of things that as much as I like the direction I'm headed, there's definitely things that I want to do a little bit differently. Um, and as I kind of start to do more things on my own, like doing some freelance work, it's going to require some more planning and flexibility um, on my part, because there's going to be people who want things done, you know, at certain times or kind of off my regular hours, which is going to annoy me, but it's just kind of the nature of the business and, and working around that. I think it's going to be a lot easier once I have an idea of what I want, because for me right now, all this whole month is a lot about discovery, um, discovering the things that I want to do, um, discovering the things that have worked for me and just trying new things, you know, like 
one of the biggest things I wrote in like my list of goals and values, just like experimentation, experimentation with what I'm doing, um, the things that I want, the things that work for me. Um, because like I mentioned before, I'm, I'm very different than I was. I'm just looking through things from a different lens. And so I, it is, there is experimentation required in order to figure out what it is that I want to do. What is it that works for me? What is it that I ultimately want to achieve and, and kind of the, the different goals I have. And I have a whole bunch of goals and I did tons of mind mapping uh, the other day and planning going from, you know, yearly goals down to three month goals down to one month goals. It's probably one of the hardest things I've done in a while. Um, I talk about breaking down uh, your goals as much as you can. And uh, it's crazy because, you know, I have all these goals and I don't even have them all written down. I feel I feel like they're going to keep coming. And I would encourage anyone, you know, like I mentioned, is write down as much as you can. If you have 100 goals, how do you try to achieve some of those goals and, and which ones are more important to you? Can you categorize them into priorities? And I think that's the funny part for me is that I kind of had like an open ended list of goals and I have an idea where the priorities lie, but I never actually took the time to kind of categorize them. And I don't know if I ever will. Um, I kind of want to look at achieving all of them or as many of them as I can. When I then took those goals, like I think it's list of 24 right now or at least 20. And then I try to choose five to do for the next quarter. So the next three months. I'm like, wow, man, like, how do I even pick five? Like, I want to, I want to literally practice all of these goals for the whole, like the whole quarter, you know, like, I don't want to just like try to do this for, you know, five of them or six of them or whatever the number was, um, and break them down to three months. And it's just, I don't know. It's, it's difficult. It's difficult, man. And then, and then once I break those down and I mind map them all out, how I want to do them and the things I want to talk about, things I want to learn about, um, how I want to do it, maybe the times I started and all this various stuff. Um, I thought that was really interesting because then it's like, okay, but what do you want to achieve just this month? And I'm like, fuck man. Like I, I, I don't know. Like it's, it's, it's a lot to take all of that information that you have within your brain and then take it out, write it down. What do you want in the next year? Okay. Now what do you want in the next quarter? Now what do you want in the next month? Like, what are you going to do this month alone? to make all of these goals come true. And I think that the best advice I would give anybody um, kind of being on this journey myself is just to be realistic. Know that most goals start slow and build towards the end. So you, I'm not saying set low aspirations for yourself, but don't just split your goals into four, like in four. Like if you want to do something 10 times, don't just split or let's say we'll use a simpler example. Let's say you want to like for me, I want to read 12 books. Let's say I want to read 12 books in a year. Okay, cool. How many books am I going to read in the first quarter? Am I going to read three? You know, maybe you say you want to read three. I actually did say I wanted to read three, but for example, let's say you want to read two and then the next quarter you want to read three and then the next quarter you want to read three again. And then in the last quarter you want to read four. That way you still get to your goal of 12, but you kind of take a forecasting approach that you're consistently improving, right? And not to say that um, it's like the best way, but you know, with other goals, depending on how you want to go about it, um, weight loss is one that kind of works in reverse. You'll lose more weight at the beginning and then towards the end, it will be harder and harder to lose weight. Kind of the same uh, premise when you talk about like strength training, you may get a little bit stronger at the beginning and then, you know, you'll plateau further down the line. But depending on what you're doing, whether it's you want to do 100 push-ups or 
whatever it is, you know, try and forecast it in a way that you'll improve at a certain rate and not a linear rate. It'll probably be somewhat more logarithmic, exponential in some respects, uh, maybe not exponential, but at least have some curvature to it where, you know, you look at it more like building on top of each other, right? So that's how I talk about with books. You say you read two books, then three books, then maybe four books, then maybe five books in the last quarter. You know, you start to read more and more and more as you become faster. You know, you read more books, you learn more, you then want to read more. You know, there's a lot of things that go into goal setting. In my opinion, the first month should be the slowest month. So if you want to work out, you know, three times a week, maybe you start with just two times a week. Like that's my, for me right now, I want to start, you know, try and get two times a week in and hopefully build to three, maybe four times a week by the end of the year, because it's just not realistic. Even for me, who's worked out before, worked out five, six days a week before, I, it's just not realistic for me to, you know, hop in and just work out four days a week even. It's just, it's just probably not going to happen. Um, it's just not a routine that I'm accustomed to. It's not something I've built for myself. Um, it's something that I'm still working on. Um, and even someone who's done it in the past, it's just probably not going to happen. I have to be realistic about that. But over time, you know, I hope that eventually I can get back to where I was to at least where I'm working out consistently um, as much as I was before, similar to it. And I can feel good about the fact that I'm doing that. And so this is kind of where this whole theme of routines being so important because they help you to grow. They help you to build on your skills. They help you to set your goals. And all those goals start somewhere. And the, the foundation of that somewhere is your initial routine is kind of where that all fits into your life and how you want to go about achieving that. And even for me, like I'm thinking about reading about an hour and a half to two hours a day right now. Um, beginning of the day and end of my day, I don't even know if that will help me achieve my goals um, as far as reading books, because I, do I, am I reading fast enough? Am I a slow reader? Are you a fast reader? You know, like everything is quantifiable in some respects and you can use all of that knowledge that you know about yourself and that you learn in this first month to then develop a new program for yourself in the next week or the next month or whatever it is you're trying to achieve these goals but you have to consistently reflect on everything that you're doing to make sure that it fits with your timeline, to make sure it's realistic. And if you get ahead of your goal, I want you to say, fuck my old goal. My new goal is 15 books, 20 books, whatever it is um, that you're doing. Stretch that goal. Always have the initial goal in mind of what you wanted to achieve, but also set new standards for yourself to try and blow that out of the water even further. Because Let's say, you know, you do really good in the first couple months. And so you're already halfway to your to your year long goal in three months. So you're basically going twice as fast as you projected. Why is it that for you, some people, they will slow down. They'll say, oh, well, I'm almost at my goal. Like I'm way ahead of schedule. So I'm just going to kind of like tail off a little bit, you know, relax what I'm doing, not be as strict. And that's when things really fall apart for some people because they take that idea okay, I'm doing really well. And it's not to say that the resolution failed or your goal failed, but you allowed yourself that moment to cut back, to relax, to stop persevering what you said you wanted, what you said your goals or your dreams or your resolutions were. And that's why they fall apart. Yes, of course, life gets in the way. Yes, of course, all these things can happen. But ultimately for a lot of people, it just comes down to they aren't able to commit at the same level 
for long enough. And that comes with knowing yourself and not pushing yourself too hard. Because like anything, there people will experience burnout in all phases of their life. And if you don't do things a certain way, if you don't ramp up, if you don't consistently reflect on your progress, yes, you will burn out. But even if you do burn out, if you recognize that you are having a bad week and it's just not there for you, you can take a step back. You can, you know, take a break. You can allow yourself that time. But when you kind of do it in a haphazard, unplanned way, that's when you run into trouble. That's when, you know, you stop going to the gym altogether or you don't work as hard as you did before or, you know, you're not reading as much. Or you're not eating as well or you're not working as hard at, at work or you're not, you know, staying up as late or doing as much work in a day. These are the things that ultimately kill these goals and it's and it's not taking the time to reflect and allow yourself that time to take a step back that you give yourself, you know, maybe you take that time, maybe you give yourself three days, maybe you give yourself four days, whatever it is, but when you come back, you need to get back on track. But that's the hardest part for some people is knowing how long is too long and how long can you afford to take that time off. And for me in my experience, it's usually two or three days. Once you get past three days, it's very difficult to get back into the routine you had even four days ago. And it depends on what you're talking about. This is more from a working out aspect because it's something I've actually experienced before. But in other aspects, you know, you may be able to take a week off and kind of just hop right back into it. But the problem is, is that without this routine, then you develop a whole different routine is completely different from what you had before, completely different schedule, completely different everything. Because let's say you go to the gym at seven o'clock and all of a sudden you're not going to the gym at seven o'clock. It's like, oh yeah, I'm like, I'm my day's done. Like I don't have to worry about work. I don't have to worry about anything. No gym, no nothing. You're home. You know, you eat at a reasonable hour because now you get home at 730. You eat at 730. You're done by eight rather than eating at like 9, 9.30, being done at like 10, and then having to go shower and, you know, whatever else you have to do that night. It's very, very different. And it's hard for some people to, you know, get that old routine back, get that routine that got them the success that they found previous. And so that's why I kind of wanted to just touch on this in this episode. I think routines are really important um, for me, especially like I've mentioned, there's all these different kind of instances where I have found success in routines. They have helped me and definitely, you know, things that I've seen in my own life. And there's just things that I've seen in other people's life that I think have made a positive impact on their lives. And I think that I want to implement into my life to be better and, and ultimately find more success in my own life and not be so flustered and unorganized and everything that I do. So that's kind of like my main goal right now. And I wanted to kind of share that with all of you, share some personal stories, share some different things, uh, because I do think that all of this is very important. You know, we're starting a new year. We all have new goals we want to achieve. And I hope to God that we all achieve all the goals we set out to achieve. You know, whether it's me, whether it's you listening, um, I want you guys to consistently reflect on things you do, set new goals, reevaluate, whether it's quantitatively, qualitatively, however you go about it, make sure you analyze yourself, make sure you stay on top of yourself because no one else is necessarily going to do that for you. Some people in our lives are amazing. They will help us with that. But ultimately, you have to be your harshest critic. Tell yourself you're not doing enough or you're doing too much. You need to slow it down to make sure that you ultimately get to where you want to get to in the end, because that's what it comes down to. It's not about getting there the fastest. It's about making sure that you get there, because that 
is the true testament of whether or not you achieve your goal, not how quickly you get there. Because if you get there fast at the beginning and you never get to the end, that doesn't matter. It's only when you get to that goal and then and then as well, try to maintain that beyond the goal. Set a new goal for the next year or once you hit that goal, maybe set another goal right and continue to build off that previous success not just be satisfied with the success that you had that's how you fall into complacency also right so with that being said i just want to say thank you guys so much for listening make sure you rate review and subscribe to this podcast i hope you guys have an amazing new year set amazing goals and this year i'm going to do my best to help you guys achieve all those goals to give you some of the things that work for me i want to talk to you guys about some of the things that work for you You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. The links are in the description of this podcast. Again, rate, review, subscribe. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll see you guys next week. Peace.